Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. And today we're joined by Julie Miller. Julie, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Good. I'm doing good. Glad to be in the room. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Julie's here today to share her story with <laughs> us. So Pastor Julie, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Okay. I am from, originally from Moultonboro, New Hampshire, um, born and raised. So um, used to the cold and <laughs> snow and all that. Um, but I grew up with, I was the youngest of four, and uh, my mom homeschooled all of us. Um, wow. Not always all at the same time. We did dabble in Christian school and public mm-hmm. school, but um, I was homeschooled all the way up until 10th grade when I attended Christian school um, for high school. So. Um, we were a Christian family raised in a very small church of about 30 people. Um, it was about me and my sister and two other kids in our Sunday school class. <laughs> um, so grew up with a lot of close community. My family was very tight-knit, um, and my parents did their best just to raise us um, in the Lord and teach us about God. And yeah. so <laughs> That's good. So you grew up having a pretty clear understanding of who Jesus was. I did, yeah. Um, very much had the knowledge um, right. Right. <laughs> of him. So you grew up, uh, I'm sure that your curriculum probably had a Christian um, it did, yes. to we it. We did all the Abeka books and um, all the homeschool, standard yeah. homeschool Christian curriculum. That's <laughs> um, amazing. I think my kindergarten math book had, like, Noah's Ark on the cover. Um. (laughs) That is great. Yeah, there's some math that went into Noah's Ark, you know. There was a lot. Uh, Noah had to know his measurements. So you grew up, um, you were immersed in the Christian culture. Yes. The Christian Mm -hmm. uh, community. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what you knew. Right. So... Talk to us a little bit about, because you mentioned you had knowledge. Mm -hmm. When did that begin to become faith for you? When did you, do you remember that time that, wow, Jesus is who, this is real. Like, do you remember that? I do. Um, My church was very charismatic. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So while we were small, we were very charismatic. And so um, it was just like every time we were there, like, huge presence of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. Um, and so I remember just at an early age even probably around like eight years old just really truly experiencing the Holy Spirit Mm. um, in my life and that feeling once you have experienced that like that really does not leave you Mm -hmm. Um, so while I had that knowledge already to back that up just having that experience Mm -hmm. with God um, being alive in my life Mm -hmm. was present from an early age as well. I think sometimes um, we can grow up um, in church Mm -hmm. and then maybe uh, not everyone has this lifestyle where what they hear at church is what they hear at home. Um, We, you know, not everyone sees it totally lived out, but I believe that you really, your family, um, your parents really did strive um, to do the best Um, live their best life for Christ. They did, yeah. Um, 
definitely had their struggles. And yeah. as a family, we as had our... we all do. <laughs> we had our messes um, as a family, but they really yeah. did just model Christ for yeah. me. Yeah, and I think, you know, it is normal to have messes. Yeah. You know, um, I had certainly had dysfunction in my home and mm-hmm. even, you know, in our home. There has never been a perfect family right since the garden since the fall um, every family starting with Adam and Eve's had some great dysfunction and Mm -hmm. I think those places though are places that God shows up and just proves that he is God Mm -hmm. Um, you know that it is dependence upon him to walk right it's that dependence and just because there was dysfunction didn't mean that they didn't love Jesus it's just there's dysfunction because of our flesh and our humanness and sin so yeah well pastor Julie as you were talking about growing up in a Christian home and Mm -hmm. being uh, homeschooled for the most part and I just think about the fact that you're a children's pastor and so I was wondering (laughs) some of the things that you remember from your childhood that have an impact on you and maybe have influenced you as you have a heart for kids, mm-hmm. even before a heart for ministry, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially, like, growing up in such a small church with, um, like, four kids, that was something I always wanted. I always wanted to be at a place where there were tons of kids my age that I could play with and relate to. And um, obviously, like, God used the church that I was in to help me grow and mold me into who I am, but... Um, I remember I would visit like my friends' churches if I had sleepovers with them. I'd go to their church and I'd be like, "This is so cool! I love this." Um, so I think as a kid, like that was something that I always desired was to have that community mm-hmm. of kids that um, I just didn't really get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like being able to provide that for other kids um, That's is powerful. huge. So yeah. <laughs> so you grew up, went through, um, graduated high school. What mm-hmm. happened then? After high school. Um, <laughs> so this is kind of part of my story. I just had this big, I didn't really have a lot of plans. I wasn't someone who grew up knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but in high school, my favorite subject was Spanish. And um, I just loved learning it. I loved it so much. I had a great teacher. Um, she was actually my mentor. And so I just really fell in love with the language and learning it. And so I had this plan, like, I'm going to go to Messiah College and I'm going to study Spanish and I'm going to be a translator or a missionary. Um, (laughs) And I, in my college searching process and just deciding where I was going to go, God called me to Eastern Nazarene College and I knew that. But what I also knew is that Eastern Nazarene College didn't even offer Spanish. Mm. And that was a huge... um, (laughs) thing that I just had to come to terms with. It's like, okay, God, you're telling me to go to this place. I already have no clue what I want to do with my life. The one lead that I have is Spanish, and they don't offer that. Mm. And so I was just completely at this place of like, okay, I'm going to obey you, but what on earth are you doing with my life? Um, Because I have no idea. And so I went in, and I was like, I like kids. Maybe I'll study um, early childhood education. And Mm. so started doing that, and um, through that, I just had this huge anxiety that just would not leave me about becoming a teacher and being stuck in a classroom with Mm. (laughs) kids all day. And um, obviously I love children. That's not (laughs) not being stuck with them all day. But just the idea of teaching was not um, Mm -hmm. settling well with me. And I um, could not figure out what this anxiety was coming from. Mm. And it wasn't until the end of my sophomore year or middle of my sophomore year that God said to go into ministry, and I um, <laughs> was just like, what? 
what do you mean? What? Because <laughs> um, that wasn't something I'd ever even thought of. Um, wow. And so just having that, having to surrender that. Um, but at the same time, realizing like, oh, like you do have a purpose for me. <laughs> yeah. um, here it was huge. Yeah. Did the anxiety um, that you had felt, mm-hmm. was that something that was immediate did that go away yeah wow Um, that was like completely immediate as I heard the I actually like heard an audible voice Mm. speak to me when I was sitting in church like this is where I want you Mm. and it was in a play right it was um the children's Christmas program that morning uh, at church and still didn't click for me like that's what he meant children's ministry like didn't even occur to me just like I knew like in the church this is where I want you is what he said to Mm. me um, and I just felt this immediate peace. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was terrifying. Um, I hate public speaking. I hate yeah. <laughs> um, being in front of people. But God just gave me this immediate peace about that. Um, and also, I called my mom. The first person I called to tell like was my mom. And she was in tears. And I was like, what? What? Um, and she's like, no. Like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew there was more for you. Wow. And even that just gave me so much more peace. Yeah. So, yeah. That's I think awesome. If you're to walking, have that support. Mm-hmm, if you're obeying and surrendering to the Lord, like, he's going to give you that peace. Yeah. You know, I had someone um, recently that was really struggling with a surrender issue. Mm-hmm. And um, we prayed through it. And she texted me later, and she said, I just figured it out. Unless you're completely surrendered, you will not have the peace of God. Mm-hmm. Wow. So like, that is, it was such a huge aha for her, and mm-hmm. it is true. Yeah. Like, the peace of God that passes all understanding is available for, mm-hmm. for us as believers. Each um, one of us. So, I know that your college years, um, God called you while you were there, but I also mm-hmm. know that it was a pretty bumpy time for you. <laughs> Do you want to share just a little bit about, because when you mentioned you called home and told your mom. Yeah. (laughs) um, And that might be a little Mm -hmm. tough to talk about. Mm -hmm. We don't have to. (laughs) That's okay. But uh, Um, I think it's just an important piece of your story. Yeah. Um, So I went off to college my freshman year, and um, I think it was was beginning of September, so it was not even three weeks into Mm. my freshman year of college. Got a call from... I think it was my mom calling to tell me that my dad had just been diagnosed mm. with stage four lung cancer. Wow. And I knew that they had found a mass. I knew that going off to college that they had found a mass. But to me, I was 18. Like, that didn't mean much to me. I was like, okay, like, they'll do surgery. They'll fix yeah. it. They'll mm-hmm. get it out. Um, but just hearing that for the first time and, like, here I am. It wasn't far, two and a half hours away from home, but I can't be there. I can't. Um, right. I can't hug my dad. Um, I was really hard. Um, but at the same time, I what I didn't mention was going off to Eastern Nazarene College. Not only was my best friend from high school um, already there, she was a year ahead of me, but in um, the process, um, one of my very dear friends who I had um, actually grown up with, our families were really close, Um, And we had just kind of lost touch our senior year. We hadn't really talked a lot, even though we lived five minutes apart. We just never saw each other, never talked. And it was um, the summer before college. I had seen her. And I'm like, oh, so where are you going to college? She's like, Eastern Nazarene College. Wow. Um, (laughs) And so through that, well, like, we ended up being roommates. And having those two Mm. um, girls, my dearest friends there, I wish this is such a God thing. I yeah. cannot even, um, it just brings tears to my eyes thinking about how 
God had ordained that mm-hmm. and planned that so perfectly. Yeah. Um, and so while it was so difficult hearing that news, their support and their prayers and their constant just surrounding me and encouraging mm-hmm. me um, was exactly what I needed at yeah. that time. And so while I couldn't be home with my family, um, I was exactly where God wanted me to be at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. Um, so that was huge. Yeah, that is huge. Um, um, just how we... Mm-hmm. In the moment, sometimes we can't see, mm-hmm. uh, but when we look back and realize the things that God did to protect and right. uh, and to comfort us, mm-hmm. it's, it's powerful. Thank yeah. you for sharing. I know that was a yeah. little tough to go there, but yeah, um, okay. in the midst of that, mm-hmm. um, God gets glory for His he how He protects Amen. and. Um, and then also, this isn't completely my story to share, but um, my older sister had just completely wandered away from the Lord, wandered away from the church, um, and hadn't been walking with the Lord for, it had been at least 10 years. Mm. And um, I had just been praying and praying and praying for her since the time I was little. And through this, and my dad getting sick, and um, he did end up passing away two months later. But my sister decided to go to church with us um, while my dad was walking through that. And she accepted Christ, and her life was completely transformed. And months later, her husband accepted Christ, and his life was completely transformed. And um, two weeks ago, my oldest nephew was baptized. (laughs) um, I just see, even today, God working through that. it's amazing. I couldn't have, none of us could have painted that picture right. for ourselves except for the creator. Yeah, so um, true. So there and is it, beauty that comes yeah. out of our pain, and um, we yeah. might not always get to see that. We might right. not always see the results of it, but God has it all perfectly um, yeah. put together. In Ephesians 3, he talks about that he has things planned for us that we've never thought of or imagined. Mm-hmm. And when they happen, we're surprised. And because he just continues to surprise us. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's good um, because it's a God thing. We could never, like you said, we couldn't paint that yeah. ourselves. Right. So you went to college. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened after college? Uh, after college, I just, um, a lot of people would ask me, oh, what next? What next? And I remember my pastor at the time asking me that. Um, so what is God telling you to do now? Like, what is it he's telling you? And I remember just being like, I don't know. But I also remember at one point God told me, um, just stay. Just mm. stay. Mm. Like, don't make plans. Don't make plans. So I was like, okay. Mm. All right. I knew how that had gone for me before. I'd tried to make plans and completely got wiped out. And so um, I just moved back home, and I had been um, waitressing at, a restaurant since my junior year of high school and so I'd been there I had some consistency there so I was working there over the summer um, and then cleaning houses um, which I'd been doing since I was 12 pretty much um, <laughs> so doing those two things pretty much working all the time um, and then going to church but um, so it was that summer um, I had moved home I was working and um, I got Facebook message from someone named Adrian Mills and I was like what (laughs) who is this and he was just like I was wondering um I got your name from Olivia Michael could I please um talk to you call you and talk to you about your call to ministry and I was really confused I was like um okay um I didn't grow up in the church of the Nazarene so I wasn't used to this whole like everyone's connected to everybody (laughs) it is Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> which I'm uh, used to that now. But I was like, what? How does who? What? How does he know her? What? Um, so, and Olivia and I, we weren't super close in college. I had a couple classes with her and who mm-hmm. she was, um, but. So it was just very strange to me, but he called me, and um, he didn't tell me why he was calling or anything. He just said, I want you to tell me about your call to ministry. Yeah. <laughs> so I told him, I'm thinking, like, maybe he wants to give me an internship or something. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Okay, I'll do an internship. So it wasn't until the end of our conversation. I think we probably talked for, like, an hour. And he said, okay, so here's why I'm calling. <laughs> um, we need a children's pastor. Wow. And honestly, New Hampshire is not a big... Um, religious state. It's actually one of the least religious states. Mm -hmm. And children's pastors just are not a thing. It's not something that exists in New Hampshire. I didn't know that was even an employment opportunity. Um, I didn't know that was something you Mm -hmm. could do. It was just like you would volunteer as a Sunday school teacher. That was all Mm -hmm. I knew. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I could be a children's pastor had never even crossed my mind. But the second he said it, it was that same piece that had come over me that first time that God told me this is where I want you Mm -hmm. in the church and so I knew right away um, I didn't want to be hasty and be (laughs) like yes Um, obviously that would have been fine because this is what God wanted for me but he was about to go on sabbatical so he said okay take a month to pray about it and then we'll talk again and so I did I told my mom she was praying about it Um, and so just spent a while but I mean I already knew that (laughs) The answer was going to be yes, but I just really wanted to be sure and wanted to give it um, the thought and the prayer that needed. Um, So I said yes and flew down here in August to visit and just fell in love with the church and um, everybody here. So we fell in love with you. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Julie, uh, me and Pastor Margaret know this, but just uh, for somebody listening who might not know, what year was that that you came to work here at the church as um, a children's pastor? That was 2016. So I graduated in May of 2016. And then in October of 2016, I moved down here. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I've thought it mm-hmm. a lot. Um, your story of being called Um, And then going back to do what you knew reminds me so much of David. Mm. Um, He knew that he was anointed for ministry. He knew he was anointed to be a king, but he didn't use that as a platform. Right. But he just Mm. went back to tending sheep. And Mm -hmm. your story so reminds me of that (laughs) type of faith, Mm. that you trust God and you do what he said. He told you what was his words to you to be... It wasn't be still, but it was... um, Don't make plans. Don't make plans. Mm -hmm. And because he was... He was making the plans Mm -hmm. and connecting the dots. And I remember those days um, Mm -hmm. when Olivia was like, yeah, there is somebody. Mm -hmm. And isn't it amazing how in surrender, um, God can move pieces of the puzzle, open doors that we could push on for years to open, and he can open them in a second. yeah so you've been here now a few years um you didn't really know that there was such a thing as a children's pastor and now you you walk in to have how many children um how was that I was a little overwhelming at first um but it was so cool because like I said like as a kid that's something I always wanted was to be part of that and just seeing all these kids and how 
not only how much they enjoy being here, but just the connections that they have with each other. And um, it's huge. It was overwhelming to me. Like, I get to be a part of this. <laughs> um, yeah. Scary, intimidating, but exciting. Yeah. Um, well, Pastor Julie, uh, you talked about, you know, coming in as a children's pastor, not really mm-hmm. knowing what to expect. And we talked mm-hmm. about how, College was a big time for you and, you know, finding out what God had for you and going from maybe uh, children's education to children's ministry maybe as a focus and the whole, uh, you know, pain and hard time that you went through with the death of your dad and um, having lung cancer. Just talk about how he used that time and forward just to bring healing in your life through that process. Yeah, I think um, it's definitely a continuing process. He continues to bring healing um, even today. And as anyone knows who's walked through grief, it's not something that just happens overnight. It's a lifelong um, process. And every day looks different. But um, I think in moving here, part of what was so hard for me was my, as I mentioned um, in the beginning of our interview, my family was very close. We were really tight knit. And so I've always, like family's always been part of my identity. And um, so in moving down here, I was like, oh, I have to recreate this. And obviously having um, like a built-in church family right away that I was coming into was a huge blessing um, in that. But um, just through surrender and moving down here and um, just being willing to let God use this um, experience and use my life for his glory. Um, He really has brought me healing. And part of that um, is I met my husband. um, (laughs) Yeah, how did you meet him? (laughs) If you would like to tell us that. It's a great story. Where all true romance begins at our um, family Easter egg hunt. Um, (laughs) He walked up to me with um, my now stepson and um, asked if I was seeing anyone and Obviously, I turned him down. Um, <laughs> you weren't really uh, in the romance mindset. Yeah, I wasn't was quite um, there, but um, I did. Um, we ended up connecting afterwards, and I did um, agree to go out with him, and the rest is history. But um, just through that, um, that's something that obviously with since my dad passed away and not being able to really truly be together with my family, that's mm-hmm. something that I've just longed for and desired was to be mm-hmm. part of a family. Yeah. And God brought me that. And I didn't, sometimes he answers prayers that we don't even know that we're praying for. And so even having, um, getting to raise a seven-year-old son is um, something I never would have um, dreamed of. But it has been such a blessing to me. Um, Both of them have been. And obviously my husband's family all live here as well. And so um, just getting to grow closer with them and um, having family here has been a healing process for me yeah and it's amazing mm-hmm. when I look back over the story that you've told us mm-hmm. today one of the first things that really impressed me was that your mom prepared you for children's ministry <laughs> yeah you have the foundation you know the stories and you know them in children form mm-hmm. because Noah's Ark on the front of your math book <laughs> like you know it just hit me when you said yeah. that like wow you know that and the fact that you had this desire to have more children in the room with you Mm -hmm. and that you would come here and provide that Mm 
for other children. Mm -hmm. Just to see how God lines up and he takes our experiences and he uses them for his glory. Amen. Um, I have a feeling there were days that you probably didn't want to be homeschooled. <laughs> Just a guess. Yes. Um, but God was preparing you for something that you couldn't see. Right. You went to college and he placed people around you. You could have. And I was just thinking, if that would have been me and I would have been in your shoes, would I have been able to stay at college? Mm -hmm. Or would I have just said, forget this, I'm right. going home to be with, you know? Right. So that was a sacrifice for you. Mm -hmm. But you stayed the course, and God placed people there to help you stay the course. Right. And he that's placed so... your best friends around you. Right. <laughs> I mean, that is amazing to see that. And right. then... You know, you going through that, changing, not mm -hmm. even understanding at all what it meant um, to be mm -hmm. this whole, this is where he wanted you in the mm -hmm. church. Not understanding that, but just doing the next thing. Right. Um, when it wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. when you graduate from college, everybody's going to ask mm -hmm. you, well, what are you going to do now? <laughs> yeah. And you were able to say, I'm going to go back here mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to do this until the next thing comes along and right man sometimes I think we can get in such a hurry mm -hmm. and we can just see things and jump but you have clearly stayed the course in the midst of trial and mm -hmm. you know when we all know that in every family there's dysfunction we've already right. talked about that and every child that walks in the children's church probably has some sort of hurt right and you have experienced some pretty big hurts, um, especially with the mm -hmm. loss of your dad. And I just, I can even see that as something that God uses. You understand hurt and brokenness mm -hmm. that helps you better minister um, mm -hmm. to those that, to not just the children, but even parents right. that walk in the room. Yeah. So I just see this thread <laughs> um, from the beginning mm -hmm. and... Um, I think just the most beautiful picture is mm -hmm. your mom teaching you <laughs> to be a children's pastor, and she didn't even yeah. know it. Right. That's powerful. <laughs> Did and then seeing it click in her mind as well, um, <laughs> yeah. as I told her that, and just seeing how that brought her peace as well. Mm -hmm. Like, it just made sense to her right away. Because um, obviously, who knows you better than your mom? Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's huge. And um, just also going back to the fact that Having my two dearest friends at college, community is so important. Mm -hmm. um, and the type of community that you have can make you or break you. It um, is so true. And there's both, there's a lot of different types of community. Right. Even at a Christian college, correct? Right. <laughs> right. Correct. Yeah. Um, so God just really protected me. And yeah. And it's been. for me in that. Yeah. And it's been a beautiful thing mm -hmm. to watch um, you uh, become a part of another family. Mm-hmm. Um, so happy uh, for you and Scott and mm -hmm. Preston and Rose and Joe um, <laughs> love you. And uh, so it is a real blessing. And I'm grateful that God answers prayers that we don't mm -hmm. even know that we're praying. Me too. <laughs> uh, there's a scripture that talks about, you know, even understands our groans. Mm -hmm. And Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father interceding for those deep places. Mm -hmm. And I think the beautiful thing is, you know, you've had some hurt and we all know that there's hard things that we go through, but when we can look back and see that God's been faithful in these things, we know that he'll be faithful in mm -hmm. the things that we're going through. Amen. Um, and that helps. 
tremendously to build our faith. Well, uh, Pastor Julie, thank you for joining us today and sharing your story on Front Porch Talks. Anything, just real quickly in closing the last couple minutes that we haven't asked you already or that you haven't shared already that you'd like to share with us? Um, (laughs) I think um, just a huge part of where I am today is due to um, just God's protection and people that I didn't even know were praying for Mm. me that were praying for me. And so just don't underestimate the power of prayer and um, as I shared I mean I felt burdened to pray for my older sister from the time I was eight years old and Mm. prayed for her almost daily and that took 10 years Mm -hmm. um, for her to come back to Christ but those Mm -hmm. prayers I felt were answered Um, and so praying faithfully and interceding for others in prayer um, is so powerful that's a really good word in a dark time Mm -hmm. you know we some days we could look around and wonder but Mm -hmm. man to have the faith to continue to persevere in prayer and intercede Mm -hmm. for others it's the most powerful thing that we have right and knowing that the victory is in christ that we can't save anyone right but he hears our heart and he's working out the details even through some really hard circumstances yeah things can be made new (laughs) thank you for joining us today pastor julia enjoyed hearing your story Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that uh, Pastor Julie Miller's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.